seven ways that I think you can get startup money or like money to help you expand and grow. The Startup Student Podcast, the podcast for students who want to be their own boss, where students and experts from across the world and I, Christine, give you practical advice. We are looking into tips all around starting and marketing your own business, as well as productivity to better balance your student and business life. Turn your idea into reality. I'm your host, Christine. Let's start this episode. Hello, welcome back. It's the last episode of this podcast series how to run a successful social enterprise so far you've gained lots of insight uh, from Zoe who's with here with me today again hello Zoe (laughs) (laughs) and if you haven't listened to the first three episodes I know I say this episode but it's really worth listening to the previous ones of the series you haven't done so do that you will get to know her and the social enterprise better and um, learn a lot about women in social enterprise and what kind of different hats you're wearing in the business in general, but especially also in a social enterprise. And now we're talking about a topic that is very important for every startup um, and yep. even more important also for social enterprises, even though we mentioned it's not a charity, you can make profits and stuff like this. It's about um, how you can actually get uh, some things financed and as you guys all know if you're a startup a lot of times there's not a lot of money um, and this is why people a lot of times also decide to try to do everything by themselves and Zoe and I talked about this already in the previous episodes and um, that it's sometimes better to outsource things to first of all save time second of all get it done better and quicker um, if you can however um, as a social enterprise there are different ways um, to get finances and to get some money in especially because you have a good cause it opens up a bit um, of a wider yeah, a bit more possibilities but Zoe is gonna talk through her experience was work what worked for her and kind of different ways how to get actually money in so Zoe I'm gonna hand over to you for now to get started Okay, thank you for this. Thank you for this. So yes, starting getting finance to get the business started. And even I'll talk about some of them to keep going. I really struggled in this area. So I'm glad that we're doing this um, subject. Um, Because yeah, it's really, I found it really, really tough to get funding to get started with my business. One, because I didn't really know where to look. And I think that this is a topic that people, uh, we, we spoke, if you listen to the last podcast about like women in business kind of briefly touched on this. I think because there's so many, there's so much competition when it comes to startup money, um, a lot of people don't like to give information. So you, I, I'm just speaking to people out there that you might find this journey a little bit lonely when it comes to getting the funding for your business and keep funding for your business a lot of people don't like to support other people in this and and I was shocked about that but I'm just giving people the warning the heads up here that it may be a bit of a lonely journey but I want to talk about it because I struggled so much so I have about this is one two three four five six seven seven ways that I think you can get startup money or like money to help you expand and grow and like Christine yeah please as we Lovely. as we continue I'm, gonna, I'm going to name this episode like that actually I'm going to say there's seven ways to get some startup money <laughs> well <laughs> yeah seven ways I, I know Christine you're probably able to add some more to it but the seven ways that I know have I've, I've tried and I've tried and worked um used myself so the first one is grants now 
there are grants, especially if you run a social enterprise, uh, which is focused on um, helping a social cause, a, a, a cause that focuses on helping society, there are grants for it. There, it is hard. I really struggled in the beginning to find grants, but there are, um, what I did is I went on our government website. So if you living in the UK, um, direct gov, I literally just typed in grants in direct government. They have like a whole page on grants and they can refer you to different grants. And so I went onto that website. There was about th that website. And I was about, I would say maybe 30, 40 different pages. Literally, I, you have to spend the time to go through each one and see what grants are available for you and your startup. Um, to, for grants, I will say you need to be really clear on your idea. And you need to be really clear on, um, you need to be clear on your idea and you need to be able to adapt your idea to write a grant that will attract the grant, you know, the, the people that are behind the grant's um, attention. So I really struggled with this because I feel like my cause was just amazing. So I was just typing really generic um, um, grant applications and I wasn't tailoring the grant applications to that of the, the criteria or even the values of what is on that page. So yes, it takes time to find grants, but I say just sit there, just spend a day, spend maybe for me every Friday, I try and look at look for new websites where I can find grants. They are, there are out there and um, spend time actually reading the criteria and the values of the company that's given the grant and tailor it you have to tailor your grant application to their values and I really struggled with that in the beginning no one really told me what to do I just thought I was answering the questions to the best of my ability I thought I had the most amazing cause and um, I was getting a lot of rejections uh, so so yeah that's the top tips I'll give about give um, grants but yeah grants are free money most of they're free money you don't have to pay it back you may have to do an evaluation at the end or an interview at the end of um, the grant period. So if they give you, let's say, £5,000, they might tell you you need to spend that £5,000 in 12 months. And at the end of the 12 months, you have to uh, do an evaluation. So write an impact report. They might give you a criteria or you might have to do like a little interview at the end. So that's my first point, grants. I don't know if you have anything else to add to that, Christine. I know you've helped me in the past with, you know, Enactus and grant applications before. So I know you have a really, really good... What I, can, I can mirror what you say. It's not as easy as you think and, and just fill yeah. in some stuff. Um, because like you said, it is, let's say, free money not super free because you obviously spend a lot of time to to fill in the applications yes. and things like that however um like you said you don't have to pay it back you have to um have a, an evaluation probably at the end and usually they have quite strict criteria as well what they yes, can they do spend yeah. on um the money however um yeah they, this is why there's a lot of applications for one grant and this is why you have to be extremely precise so yeah no yeah really spend time like I spend time and this is where as well outsourcing so my admin um uh, my office manager who focuses on all the admin she's really good at reading all of the criteria for me I'm not like when I see pages and pages of writing I really just switch off but she's very good at that so she will read sift through and be like okay this grant we should go for this grant we shouldn't bother um, you can even go on places like Fiverr. I don't know. Um, again, I'm looking at, I'm saying UK based, but I know people use Fiverr around the world. 
Fiverr, there are some really good professional grant writers that they have different package deals. Some of them are like startup packages quite cheap and they will look through grants for you. They look at your, um, they'll look at your, let's say your business plan and they'll look for grants that will match where you are in your business. And um, that is a, that's quite an easy starter pack. And then that's quite a cheap starter pack. And then like they probably have more expensive packages where they actually help you some of them will help you write it um and some of them will uh, write it for you depending on how much you're going to give them to write that so I think Fiverr is a really good website if you are struggling to find grants or if you are struggling to write grants um I I found quite um quite a bit of success when I was starting up there going on Fiverr and see, speaking to people on there or just finding forums where it's like bid writers or professional grant writers and speaking to them to see what kind of assistance they can give you in the beginning with grants because they are tough um like uh, christine was saying that the criteria sometimes can be really really tough but again yeah like you said nothing's really free it's the, the criteria is the payment <laughs> for the grant you know um in that sense if you yeah in that sense so yeah that's me on grants um are you happy for me to move on to my second point Mm -hmm. yeah thank you yes yeah, so and um, the next one I this is where I found quite a bit of success um in the beginning stages is CSR so social uh, so corporate social responsibility budgets um so most companies most most of the big companies anyway have a, a budget where they are supposed to spend money on community on the community and um it benefits them so for example I, I mean, I know Google has um, a, so, a corporate social responsibility team. So you can write, you can look at, go on their page and see what their value, what their team is focusing on this year. So some, some um, people are focusing on the environment right now and all of their um, response, uh, so was it community projects within this budget are gonna be focused on, um, uh, on what's it called renewable energy and like the environment some of them are focused on women some some of them are focused on um so many other different causes i found a lot of success in these i found call i found um i went on literally all of the big big companies that i could find <laughs> and i would type in their their um C csr budgets and i would see their values and a lot of them were focused on like equality and women uh, or like education which all which fit very very uh well with my cause so I literally what I would do and this is something this is something that you probably find funny but I would stalk some of them on in on like LinkedIn find them uh, ask them questions um I would go out for coffees like offer to take them out on coffee so I could build that genuine relationship with them and then also they can because they need your cause to, um, they need your cause because it goes onto their website and it makes their company look amazing uh, but you've got to almost convince them as well so I would do that like I'll go and find the people that are in charge on LinkedIn um, speak to them about the kind of projects that I'm running and I would match it up I'm like I, I can see it on your on your website that you're looking to help education this is how we help education this is how many schools I I could I could have access to if I'm giving X amount of budget, and it did it does take time. I won't lie, but I found a lot more success in building these relationships because once you get into once you get into one company's uh, CSR budget, it can become very renewable. So I have about two companies right now 
who I've been working with for the past three years um and they just every year they know they just give me a set amount or I will renegotiate how much I need each year and it's been very uh, beneficial and so that's what me and my team focus a lot on is sort of finding um CSR budgets and people and building those um, relationships with people because yeah there's a lot more flexibility after you've built the relationship those companies are a little bit more flexible I would say compared to grants with how you spend the money as long as you and they like they also quite like um you to display the impact that you have um given in like creative ways because they want to put it on their website so it's not as I have found it for me personally less restricting but it does again it take the payment it takes time you've got to reach out to the people on the website you've got to build uh, um, you've got to be able to build some sort of rapport with them and then once you do I think that it's just been ongoing ever since so yeah that's my second point CSR budgets for me they've been the most successful way of me getting funding um, for my business lovely I, um, I have not thought of that actually and yeah but like you say this um, pretty much every company has a budget put aside for that because uh, sustainability um, becomes more and more important and not just in the uh, environmental way but in, in general corporate responsibility um, yeah so thank you for sharing that great thank you yes definitely look at and I, I would say every company like I even went back so where I met Christine, our, our university, they have different ways of that, how they help the community. And I was able to help, um, able to, you know, as an alumni as well of my university, go back and ask them. And they were able to take some money out of their, um, you know, corporate social responsibility because that's that's what they're supposed to do for the community. So you, you'll be surprised how many companies have this budget. And some of them are really like eager for you um, so one of the companies I work with is a housing association and um, the t they reached out to me. They just saw some of the stuff on my, in on my LinkedIn and Instagram. They were like, we want you. We, this is the budget we have. And I was like, wow. Okay. So some companies, like I said, they're really eager to get you in and they have this budget and they need to spend it or they lose it. So um, I found, yeah, the more I built those kind of genuine relationships, the, um, the better it was. So yeah, that's it. I really, for me, that's the most successful way I've been able to get my funding. But moving on to my next one is number three, crowdfunding. Um, crowdfunding, I've heard, I haven't personally done it, but my team wants to do it this year. Now that our cause is a bit, oh, we are rebranding. We're in the middle of a rebrand and um, focusing on like expanding our reach. Um, crowdfunding especially if you have a really good cause that can really you can explain it and it touches people's hearts or your project so for within say let's say within your company your project is tailored to a really good cause so I have a really good friend that I actually met in Anatis um his name's Julius he did uh crowdfunding for his coffee shop so it's um coffee shop that helps um educate the homeless as well educate and give employability to the homeless so he did a crowdfund he's now he said he didn't explain the first time he did it he didn't explain his cause well enough so he didn't reach his target um but he learned so he learned a lot along the way so he stopped he's paused it didn't meet uh, didn't meet like even 10 percent. he paused it he learned how to rebrand and um re talk talk speak to other professionals about how to get his cause out there properly to explain it properly to people because I think people think crowdfunding is like 
oh, people are just going to donate to an incredible cause. But um, you really need to be able to explain it to the to the audience and know where your audience um, is, know who you're talking to when you're crowdfunding. Um, and so when he did that, he rebranded, he ended up um, over exceeding his crowdfunding budget. For those who don't know what crowdfunding is, it's just, um, it's a, again, it's a free page where people can donate straight to your cause. Um, so there are loads of places like crowdfunder.com, people have GoFundMe pages, etc. Those are all kind of crowdfunding pages. I've seen, I've heard a bit of both, but I've seen a lot of people actually do quite well with crowdfunding if their cause was really explained well um so yeah it again there's it's it's free money but it takes a lot of time you've got to really be able you've got to take a lot of time some of the people that working uh, work in crowdfunding that i have worked um spoken to who are in charge of the platform or work for the platform they told me that you really have got to do like a good month worth of work um so getting your audience ready for this crowdfund, you've got to be able to really um, show through different videos and footage of your your potential impact with this money. And then afterwards, as soon as you launch the crowdfund, you've done like a month or two worth of work to get people invested in your cause. And I think that is what some people forget when they're doing crowdfunding. They don't get people invested in their cause. They just put it out there and they're like, yes, money come my way. Just donate friends and family. And um, it doesn't always work like that. <laughs> so, yes. but yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, which uh, specific crowdfunding platform uh, uh, are you talking about? Okay, so the one that I have is the one that I'm working with at the moment is Crowdfunder UK, um, yep. which I really mm. like because they actually have loads of match funding opportunities. Yes. So yeah, um, because crowdfunding, obviously, there's a lot of crowdfunding platforms. Also, Kickstarter is one of the most famous Indiegogo yes. and stuff. However, they do take a fee, of course, of what they uh, do. Of the money you're making, but. Uh, platforms like Crowdfunder UK, which is UK specific in this case. Um, does uh, not take a fee then um, and you I guess and you you get the money um, yeah. I also would like to mention that um, and this might be also interesting for you actually that universities sometimes have crowdfunding platforms and they support alumni uh, yeah. and current students um, and they also have a lot of match funding available um, to to um, yeah to, to match the funding. So if you don't know what match funding means, it means basically you, they say, okay, you raise 5,000, we match the other 5,000 or whatever yeah. figure that is. Um, and uh, they have their own network that they um, send it out to, so to get um, more possible people that um, donate. Um, a lot of times for the crowdfunding, of course, you also give something in exchange um, so that yes. can work there yeah. um, in your case for example you would say okay I run this workshop for you uh, plus you get some I don't know some freebies uh, and this and that if you get this yeah. amount, it's usually um, a, a different um, levels of uh, donations uh, in donations not let's say exchange crowdfunding so the yeah. of crowdfunding would work you give something uh, on different levels, it becomes more and more, and the, the money becomes more and more that people would have to invest. Um, a lot of times, uh, startups do that to, especially in closing, for example, I'm supporting one anytime really when they get out a new product, I, I'm, I'm buying it through the crowdfunding. It also means I have to wait like half a year 
to get the product yes raise the money <laughs> before they produce it um, but that's fine um, I guess once this loyalty is built up uh, that's okay um, but yes there are even other ones the one like you mentioned um, and other donation pages basically but yes um, to have a successful crowdfunding campaign they say because they're also time limited uh, a lot yes. of times you uh, need to get they say at least 15 10 to 15 percent raised before you even go online with the campaign so that you get in the first 24 hours your 10 to 15 percent and then it's more likely that you will actually get reach your final goal they say mm. so um yeah that's what i i can say about crowdfunding um i i was planning to do it for one of my projects um but then i stopped the project so for now I'm, I'm not going to do it but it's not as easy as it sounds but if you yeah, and you build up your community and your followers before then um, you can build up and um, get the money in yeah it is I, I i heard that too you should get about is it 20 15 to 20 percent of your funding um before beforehand so that is like speaking uh, someone was telling me just one of the professionals was telling me try and speak to your friends and family like send some emails early and uh, before it goes officially public and then get them to do it like you said on in the 24 hours but if we're launching on this day how much can you pledge and it is it's it's put it's you have to really put yourself out there and put your cause out there but um i believe it can be really successful if you believe your cause is amazing and you work on making sure it's it's communicated in a way that is amazing um not if you just cause businesses in general so um yeah, I've heard I've heard quite a few bits about that. All right, move on to the next point because I know because of time. Um, I I actually this is something that has been something quite recent to me. But I'll say investments from friends and family. Now this one it can be tricky, but I've seen it work during the pandemic. So um, if you know that you if you have like a friend or family member that um, you know probably has the finances to do it or you can reach out to friends and family but listen this is my business idea i want you to invest in me now that means that you might have to come you come up with a formal agreement with them talk to them about how much they how much you need they will tell you how much they can probably put in if not they can give you all of the money but then you it's an investment so over time you might have to give them X, X amount of interest on top of how much that they invested in you. So they benefit from making money off of your company um, over time. It's like it's almost like a loan, but it's from your friends and family. Um, and I have seen it work quite well. I've seen it quite work quite well with uh, people, especially during the pandemic when life was a bit tough uh, for a lot of businesses. I started to see a lot of people do this with their with their friends and family. Uh, but what they did is they did get like a friend, uh, they got another friend or a family member that was a lawyer to type up a formal agreement about how much this person is invested in, what to do if you can't make um, if you can't make the money and just put paperwork in place. Um, put paperwork in place so that both of you are protected and also both of your friendship or your relationship is protected so that's the only thing I would say there like you need to like if money can affect relationships so if you um feel like it is going to affect a relationship between your friends and family don't do this but um I've seen it work really really well where I have friends that have money, they want to make money, they have extra money in their savings, et cetera, and they want to make, they want to invest it, but they would rather invest it in a friend's cause or a friend's business. And um, yeah, so get someone professional to type up an agreement that both of you agree on 
and um, I think that this has worked really quite well for a lot of people so um, yeah get if you can do like a formal investment strategy with the friends and family I do I think go for it I think go for it so that's one point that I wanted to add to that I think yeah but and it's super important what you said that you have it written down because a lot of times people think yes. oh it's family or friends I don't need this and this can tear family and friends apart so uh, good point exactly get your get get a formal agreement in place um no matter what I believe that even if it is your mom and your dad but still get a, get a formal agreement in place so that you know and you clearly um talk about each other's expectations what could go wrong what could go right and have those conversations but after I like I said I've seen it happen I've had it happen to me where I invested in a friend's business in in the pandemic and we really sat down we spoke about everything and then afterwards I, I gave the money and we start, we had an, a formal agreement that was typed up by a lawyer and um, then I was able to double my investment back and they were able to grow their business and I thought I was like you know what? that's a really good strategy then the next one I say okay if you have a product-based business um if you're a product-based business doing a pre-order is quite interesting pre-orders is quite um good as well so um Pre-orders meaning you've um, allowed people to purchase the item, purchase items before you may have the items in stock. So um, I, again, I'm working with some people that I've worked in product uh, based, have product based businesses. They have, they might do like a mini um, campaign before their business really launches where they do pre-order sales. So they have pictures of their products. They put it up on their, you know, their platforms and you, it will take time to get to the audience, to the person, to the customer eventually, but they try and get as much, maybe like 50 or a hundred pre-orders of that product. Um, and then, then they start shipping it out. Now that I've heard has worked really well for a lot of people who have, um, built, like I said, a campaign. It's almost like crowdfunding to an extent, a campaign around their product. Um, so I think pre-orders as well, do look into it. Um, I know that, um, what's that website called? Let me just go on my website. Shopify do a really good like uh, pre-order system if you are starting. And that's for specifically, I would say for products-based businesses. Don't know about service-based businesses. If you want to do a pre-order sale, don't know how that's going to work. But if you're going to do anything with products, I would say pre-orders works quite well. It also shows if there is a demand for your market. Um, if not, if it doesn't work out, then you know that there may not be a demand or you need to change your marketing for your product. So pre-orders is what number you five. With, yes, thank you. I think what you could do with service-based businesses is not a pre-order, but a um, really discounted rate for the first round of something. Yeah. Um, I know someone who has, uh, has gone through a training um, and to get the certificate, he needs to run two series of workshops. Um, uh, so it is a training still for him, even though he's um, basically has had all the training himself. He's not officially qualified yet. Um, so if you if you have that kind of scenario, you could say, okay, this is um, uh, something that I have to do. Maybe not phrased like this but in general is something I'm, I'm doing to get a certificate so that's uh, why you get it extremely discounted for I don't know 20 percent of the price or something in this yeah um, it's like testing the market plus um, getting paid for it even though if it's just tiny amount mm. yeah no that makes sense that makes actually that's a really good idea for those services as well just discounting it 
because you've you haven't started yet anyway so <laughs> you might as well get some sales in um with the service with at a lower rate than have nothing at all so actually that's a really good idea it's a really good idea my last two quick points are um ones if for me if you really if none of these work out for you then these are the other two you can do a you can have a self fund so save up for your business um say so, so make a plan with this one because it's your own money um i would really be strict with yourself and maybe get an accountant involved even if it's your friend that's an accountant that can help you hold yourself to account of this is how much of my personal money i'm investing into my business and your accountant also monitors how much you're going to make back so you can pay yourself back um there are ways to do that you know there are, people do this all the time pay yourself back and then also reinvest the money that you have made from your business back into into your business so it can expand expand so yeah my advice for anyone that wants to self-fund their business really um i would say try and work for someone that works in finance or you'll get a friend in and really make a budget make a plan and make a uh, make a budget and make a plan and stick to it this is how much i'm investing because why I say this is you can get into the habit, and I've seen this happen with friends, they get into the habit of constantly self-financing their business, that they have lost track of how much they put into their business and how much profit their business is actually making. And they just keep merging their personal money from, you know, maybe their, their normal regular job and into their, their business money. And then they realize at the end of the year, maybe when they have to file their tax return, they realize they've made no money um they have there's no money that's been made or they've they've made a loss and they've invested way too much of their money into into the business so yeah i would say try and get an accountability partner and somehow someone that does finance really well or a professional bookkeeper um yeah that could help you when it comes to self-funding your business and then my last point is loans and credit cards um again reason why i say put it put it as last i don't think they're bad to start a business i just think going back to my my point before people can lose track of loans and credit cards and i feel like when you lose track of spending um getting a loan from the bank getting a credit card from your bank they are some of them are really tempting some of them are really um they give you really good deals uh, but if you don't have a good plan on how you're going to pay back that money to that loan or that credit to the to your bank the implications on your personal credit and on your business credit are really really high and i don't think it's worth it if your if your idea is not solid um so i would say really have a really good solid idea have a really strict be really strict of your um your budget and how much you're going to spend on it uh, already have a lot of things lined up in place like try and have your clients or your service already in place, your marketing in place so that you know, as soon as I get that loan, as soon as I get that credit, um, get that credit card for the business and I start spending the money, I am making the money back immediately because, uh, yeah, I do think sometimes they loans and credit cards can, they can, it can be really lovely in the beginning. It's like, oh my gosh, 0% payback. Oh my gosh. Wow. 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 And then when they want their money back, the fines and the payback, <laughs> Okay, but you have to pay can can be really scary and i've seen it go wrong with people but at the same time i've seen it go right with and i realize people that it goes right with are people that had a really good plan 
um, they probably piloted their idea on a small scale before, and then they got the loan or the credit card and they knew exactly, it knew exactly when to pay it back. They even paid it back in advance. Um, and, and it helped them to ex like exceed and grow their business um, beyond, beyond their wildest like dreams. So I've seen it work out really well, but I've seen it completely destroy people's credit. And it's, and most of the time credit to build it back up can take you up to six years. So um, yeah, think about that before you just take out the loan or the credit card. So those are my top seven <laughs> um, <laughs> ways of financing and stopping, uh, financing and growing your business. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing all of these. Um, there are probably more, but I will leave it for, yeah. for now because uh, they are uh, already excellent suggestions um, for everyone to look into for all the resources that Zoe mentioned and also, of course, to get in contact with Zoe herself. Uh, you will yeah. find all the links uh, on creativestartupacademy.com slash podcast. Um, find the how to run a successful social enterprise series and there you will find everything about her and everything uh, that you need um, to go deeper into the research and that just leaves me with thanking you so much for your time input and sharing all your experience so it has been wonderful and i'm looking forward to seeing where the future leads and um, when we pick up conversations again at some point Oh, thank you. It has been a pleasure. And I really hope that loads of people have found um, this series um, good and interesting. And I can't wait. Reach out to us and tell us how, if you've implemented any of the things that we've spoken about, it'd be great to hear some of your stories. But Christine, yeah. thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed this. You're welcome. Thank you. And bye for now. Okay, take care. Bye. <laughs> That was it. Thanks for tuning in. And just to let you know, there's a free 30-day Kickstart Your Business Challenge available on my website, creativestartupacademy.com slash kickstart. And it turns your business idea into reality in just 30 days. And if you could leave a review for this podcast, please, please, please do so because it will help me with my ranking. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. Bye-bye.